2: $25 each.
1: Visit concert concertweek to buy
0: now. That's concert concertweek to buy now. When you think about the
1: future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all.
2: Join Graham Class as he hosts season two of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming
1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: So last week, uh, we introduced you to the very first audio podcast we did about the Nazi Party and UFOs. The first of many. uh, We told you that we had no idea what we were getting into. And today we're bringing you another classic that you simply cannot find on Apple Podcasts. This is a, a bit of uh, stuff they don't want you to know lore at this point. It's the first time we stopped making as many puns and cryptic references and said, hey, let's, let's actually do a show on the Illuminati.
1: Oh, yes. We're going to Bavaria for this one. At least briefly. And then we're going to talk about all those rumors that you've been hearing about this elusive group, or perhaps group. Do you think we do any spot-on German accents in this episode, gentlemen? You know what?
2: Wait for it. Wait for it, wait for it. Uh, (laughs) You know, Noel, of the three of us, you probably in my mind, you probably have the best German accent since you lived there for a time. We talk about Adam Weishaupt, who is sort of the, um, I don't know if he's quite the protagonist, but he's definitely the Edward Bernays of this episode. Uh, we find a lot of questions. We find questions we weren't expecting and we find, uh, some timelines that don't quite match up. Uh, and spoiler alert, it turns out that whether or not there's a real Illuminati, whatever you think that means, there are more groups than you might assume who believe that they themselves are the Illuminati or they want to be. Well, I, I'm talking too much. We'll see.
1: And just before we get started, a quick message from our benefactors. Join a secret society today. They want you. They need you but you most certainly need them more than they need you. This episode is brought to you by Illumination Global Unlimited.
0: From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now
2: or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hey, Matt, I'm going to try something uh, interesting with this to open up our podcast. You ready? Oh, yeah. all All right. Go with me on this. In a world where less than one percent of the human population controls the futures, fates, and destiny of the entire human race, what can one man do? So, so that's like my film intro, and nice. in this, yeah, you like it. I'm yeah. I'm trying to f- figure out who would play the protagonist in this movie about somebody fighting the topic of today's podcast, the Illuminati. Oh man, uh. Uh, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage, yeah, you know what? Not a bad pick because he could go weird with it if he if he had to. I feel like he has to go weird with stuff, uh anyhow, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ben Bolin. Oh, my name is Matt Frederick, and today we're here to talk a little bit about the Illuminati, by far one of the most prevalent conspiracy theories. Um, ever, really. Uh, the the Illuminati is something that we have covered extensively in our video show. I guess we have a three, uh, three-part series on that?
1: We officially have three, but there is a fourth technical one on the Illuminati in the music industry that you can find.
2: Yes, great point, Matt. And our series on the Illuminati covers a couple of things that we won't rehash too much here. It covers the... What we know about the founding of the historical Illuminati, it covers the Rumors and conjecture about some sort of secret past, uh, what goes to the Illuminati in the modern day, right? Mm -hmm. Who that might be. And then it, uh, asks some questions about the future. Now the music industry one was a, it was a surprise to me how, how prevalent that belief is. But let's just start with the facts. We'll get weird or get crazy with it as we go on. But let's start with the facts. Matt, what's the historical Illuminati? So we do know there's this man named Adam Weishaupt who in
1: 1776 founded a secret society called the Illuminati. And it's real. You can look it up. He's real. Mm -hmm. And um, now the question is how much further did that society grow? Did it become something bigger Mm -hmm. or was it a part of something much older? Right, This yeah. is This is where the conspiracy theories
2: start to come in. Yeah, uh, interesting side note, his name in the order was allegedly Brother Spartacus. Nice. So uh, what did Bro Spartacus have to do with any of the historical rumors about the Illuminati? When he started the Bavaria chapter, there was also this rumor uh, that he, in a way, encouraged that the Illuminati was actually... Uh, secret society that was thousands of years old and that this society was secretly, again, uh, guiding humanity toward, toward something or another. But we can fast forward past a lot of this because a lot of those claims are explored in our video series. What we wanted to talk about today is, first, if there is... Something like the Illuminati and it can be proven to exist because that's the thing that's the thing that makes skeptics and people who believe in the Illuminati bump heads often is this idea, all right, first the most difficult to believe part of something like this, right, would be, well, if there is one group of people that are somehow controlling the world, then how can it be a secret? How can there be absolutely no proof? And one of the conspiratorial responses to that would be that just proves how good they yeah, are. The proof is that it's not there. I can see Nicolas Cage saying that line. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the um but we we have found some interesting things uh, that might Change people's minds. Here's where here's where it gets weird. So we know that we know that there's not really at this point any hard proof that the uh, the Illuminati, as they're explored in a lot of conspiracy theories or a lot of alternative history, we know there's no solid, universally agreed on proof that this group exists in the modern age. But what we can prove
1: is that there are a lot of extremely wealthy, extremely powerful groups. That exist, and in particular now, those groups are a lot of times corporations sure. with control, yeah. banks, um, usually some kind of corporate entity,
2: right? But it could also be some sort of religious entity or religious affiliated, religiously affiliated entity. Absolutely. Uh, for instance, the uh, the Catholic Church has Opus Dei. Uh, there are. There are, of course, numerous incidents um, or examples, rather, in history of, of groups that arose to uh, an unknown power level and were able at some point in history to exert control over something behind the curtain like P2 in Italy, right? Propaganda do, uh, which was an offshoot of the, the Freemasons. Um, but the thing is, when, when we talk about this, there, there are a couple of ways to look at it. First, is it, is it kind of disappointing? Are we throwing cold water on the idea? Because what we're proposing is that secret societies have existed, or secretive at least, and they continue to wield some sort of influence over a span of time, but maybe not for all of human history. Or we can look at it the second way, which I think is the more realistic and frankly more frightening way, which is that there's not one group of people controlling the world Effectively, there are multiple groups of people attempting to control the world, which leads inevitably to horrible, horrible things.
1: Yeah, the, the conflict gets, uh, let's say, ratcheted up when when the stakes are world control.
2: Right, and we, we know, for instance, that um, it, it's funny. There's a great article in uh, Straight Dope uh, where the, you know, the guy at Straight Dope, Cecil Adams, Someone asks him if there's any truth to the stories about secret societies like the Illuminati, the Bilderberg, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, and so on. And uh, he goes – in his response, he says, you know what is crazy, a secretive group that does wield a lot of influence? The NSA –
1: yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking this yeah. whole time.
2: Yeah, well, you hit the <laughs> nail on the head, my friend, because if you think about it, the NSA does have some of the superpowers often ascribed to the Illuminati. But also, you know, it's 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 weird because it's human nature. Humans are gregarious and cooperative and more than the sum of their parts. So, of course... In human society, people with influence will attempt to pull their powers to gain more influence. Um, and at this point, again, it really depends on where you fall in um, where you fall in the priorities of the critical thinking exercise. Is it really to you, uh, is the lack of proof of the quote-unquote conspiratorial Illuminati, uh, is that lack of proof, proof in its av- Of itself or is the claim of a single secret society so extraordinary that it requires just amazing watertight evidence?
1: It's so weird. It sounds as though, to me, let's say I'm going to take it from the conspiratorial standpoint. Okay, yeah. It sounds to me as though the Illuminati is some kind, or at least the word, is kind of a smokescreen for a lot of these other very powerful groups. It's almost a thing that you look at instead of the real thing.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, so, and and it's also kind of um you're saying it could be kind of a misdirection and you're also saying you're also pointing out that it functions as an umbrella term of stuff of sorts right you're yeah, a straw man in a way yeah yeah and maybe that is to the detriment of people who do deserve to know more about uh, secretive meetings that can affect uh, the course of history or your life as an individual One one thing, if we look at it like a Venn diagram, one thing that all secret society conspiracy theories have in common is that they believe the goal of the society is somehow to remove autonomy or agency or sovereignty from nation states or individuals, and – that's a that's an understandable thing, and I'm, I'm putting it at a very base level. Uh, but maybe calling something Illuminati is is oversimplifying, maybe sensationalizing a little bit. But in future episodes, when we explore some of those other groups we just name dropped, we're going to see that there can be um, some disturbing grains of truth uh, in, in in these claims. Now, we're not saying these uh, people are necessarily half reptile, half human creatures with some strange blood oath to I don't know, make everybody like two and a half men or something. <laughs> That's the, the goal. The TV show. I have no idea. But but the goals the the ascribed goals and the specifics, my point being they can vary widely and they can also vary they can vary widely in terms of content, but they can also vary widely in terms of plausibility. Well, when, okay, so I uh, agreed. One of the things that we have found
1: is that one of the best ways to exert control is by controlling money, uh, currency. Sure. Yes. And also belief, like you said, with religion, controlling what what a mass of people believe is it's highly important uh, if you want to control the world. But going back to the money, sorry to go on the off no track worries, there. Yeah. We there's this great Forbes article. That we've been looking at, and it's kind of old. It's from 2011, mm-hmm. but and it's entitled "The 147 Companies That Control Everything," and it's a study that was done by the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, and I, I, it's one of the one of the best uh, micro reads that I've done in a while. Uh-huh. The the actual study, which you can find if you search for this online, uh, it it. There's a link inside this Forbes article to the actual study and the big model and everything and it mm-hmm.
2: explains their findings. So what they did in this study essentially is that they they looked at 43,060 transnational corporations. And then they started connecting the dots, the share ownership dots here. And they found that based on their model, there's kind of a, a bow tie shape. And they, they found a dominant core, right, of these investment companies that have stakes in each other and stakes somehow uh, into about, Forty percent of the wealth in this network of forty-three thousand huge corporations, um, and when you look at the numbers, it's it's pretty distressing. Seven, uh, seven hundred thirty-seven companies, I believe, uh, control eighty percent of that global wealth. Um, and then this, what what's strange with this is that some of the individuals in these companies may be serving on multiple boards. Um, and it's also it's also distressing and surprising to think that, given just the size of the world's economy, that the the wealth would be concentrated so much in a hundred and forty seven companies. Now the top ones are going to your point. The top ones are financial in- interests, mm-hmm. right? Like Barclays is number one, at least it was at the time. It was at the time of this article and some people might be listening to us right now, Matt, and saying you guys are exaggerating or that's... That doesn't necessarily mean they they have great control over the world's economy. Or you guys are shills for the corporations, right? Or you guys are shills. Those for are the, the corporations. two reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, but we're if we're just looking at some of the facts here, we do know that these we do know that some people have rejected this study. Most notably, a guy named uh, Eric Savitz, uh, who when he was writing um, with Forbes, he wrote a retort uh, claiming that. These companies in the top 50 list, they're just investment companies. They aren't operating. So that means that maybe they're just putting their money in a lot of different pies so that they can diversify and remain stable. Now, for for my money personally, this it's still disturbing that there would be that kind of inequality of control. But I do think that's a fair point because, you know, the the money that these companies have is not necessarily money that they are directly managing, right? Yeah,
1: that, that's true. It, it's tied to indices a lot of this money. So, like, uh, like mutual funds, exactly, hedge funds, mutual funds, all that kind of stuff. So then. But then another Forbes writer, Brendan Kofi, after mm-hmm. uh, who wrote that article? Uh,
2: I think it was Savitz. Yeah, Eric Savitz.
1: Okay, so then it's so great to kind of read through these articles on Forbes with the different writers kind mm-hmm. of shooting uh, words at each other. So then um, this other guy, Brendan Kofi, right? He's a contributor mm-hmm. who uh, it does say on here that he works for someone else now. So uh, I don't know what that means um, as far as writing this article. But anyway, uh, he says. There are actually four companies inside this massive list that was uh, outlined in the 147 companies mm-hmm. that actually do exert a certain amount of control because, uh, like you said, all of that money, a lot of that money is controlled by the indices. There's 5% of it that is not, that is that can be directly manipulated, and that is by these four companies that actually have an ability to to influence this money. Hmm. McGraw-Hill, mm-hmm. Northwestern Mutual, CME Group, and Barclays, because Barclays uh, purchased Lehman Brothers, uh, what is it, their Lehman Aggregate Bond Index.
2: So that's weird because uh, most people in the United States probably associate McGraw-Hill with textbooks. Yeah, that's that's exactly what so I thought when I was reading So It's weird, I imagine these textbook publishers, maybe that's just well, their they, side hustle. They own Standard & Poor's. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So they own some of the indices. Exactly. And that's, that's interesting because let's think about the numbers here. We went from over 43,000 transnational corporations to 737 that control 80% of global wealth in some way to, uh, 147 have 40% of it to four companies that, uh, exert some sort of influence over those other 147. Yeah, over 5% of the actively managed funds. And this is, this is interesting because at, at this level, the money at this level is amazing and going back to Going back to your statement, which I, I totally agree with about the the way to influence society directly or indirectly through finance, um, it reminds me of, what was that old Rothschild attributed quote where he says, give me control of the nation's money supply? I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, give me control of a nation's money supply and I don't care who's in office. Yeah. And that is, in my opinion, whether or not that is, is an actual statement the guy made because Rothschild family members are often misquoted. Uh, but whether or not he actually said that, I think that is a profound point and it's an absolutely true point. Controlling the money supply is a way to control so much more and, um, as we're recording this, we had just recorded a, a couple of episodes on the gold standard, mm. which was an illuminating experience for us and, uh, we hope that you Check out this video here. Now, Matt, I got to ask you, in the future when we cover other secret societies, what's one of the first ones you want to take a crack at in our audio? I would like to hit Skull and Bones, ah, uh,
1: particularly for the 2004 election.
2: Ah, uh, yes, Skull and Bones. Uh a secretive elite collegiate organization. That's probably the most politically correct way to <laughs> yeah, say that was it. was very nice. And uh, in the 2004 election, it, it made some weird waves in the media because both the both of the candidates for president, Democrat and Republican, were members of the Skull and Bones organization in college. And it made Oh, and also uh, part of their terms, they refused to speak about it.
1: Yes both of them um, refuse to speak about it. Well, because it's a secret society. Come on, man.
2: Yeah, but if you want to avoid if you want to avoid speculation, if it, it's like in Hitchcock movies, you know, where they say one of the masterful things that Alfred Hitchcock did is he never really showed the monster on screen all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? So the the monster that you create in your mind with a lack of some sort of evidence is is going to tend to be just ter- terrifying. So You mean kind of like the Illuminati? kind of like the Illuminati. Nice way to bring it back around. Um, And maybe that's why people are so upset. But let's, uh, I'd like to end this episode with just naming some of the craziest things we've heard about the Illuminati, like craziest theories, and then inviting our listeners to respond and do the same. Okay, that sounds great. All right. um, You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You've got a good one,
1: I'm sure. Uh, Well, I think one of my favorite ones was that the the illuminati as we think of it today has its roots in the brotherhood of the snake which is an ancient egyptian secret society based on aliens that uh, made human beings
2: oh cool kind of an ancient aliens thing Mm -hmm. i gotcha uh another one that i had heard um was that the Illuminati attempts to control society through pop music now we've done an episode on this but that it's specifically linked to um, underground pedophilia rings that for some reason yeah and um, we do know uh, now this is a bit dark but we'll we'll keep it appropriate um, for for families here we do know that there have been in the past some Crazy sex scandals along that time, along those lines, with involving powerful people. Um, I'm thinking most notably about the incidents in Belgium, but the, the does that prove that there's this huge secret society, or does that prove that there that powerful people can also just be really twisted, messed up folks in their private lives? I yeah, I
1: I hope to lean towards the latter, but. Uh, I don't know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that maybe that's something we can explore in an audio podcast. That's some th- those kinds of topics and allegations were stuff that we can't really explore in a video because we.
1: Yeah, we couldn't show it to you tastefully, and I, I wouldn't want to. I don't know. It's right. Just, there's there's an integrity there that I wouldn't want to
2: lose. That, yeah, that we don't want to cross uh, a line on. But okay, so another crazy thing I heard about the Illuminati. Uh, I heard that the Illuminati uh, descended from secret hermetic orders and that magic works and that they practice working magic. Nice.
1: Now, would that have anything to do with Bohemian Grove and the cremation of care, or is that just completely
2: different? oh nice Bohemian Grove that's a good one we have to cover that too Bohemian Grove ladies and gentlemen is a real thing you've probably heard of it but if you haven't go check out our videos on the Bohemian Grove now let's uh, say let's see, let's see uh, Matt I'd like to return to the Illuminati in the future um, I I enjoyed doing our series on it but I felt like there was so much more we could have explored so what I I'd like to propose for our next recording is that when we touch on the Illuminati again, let's go with, uh, let's try to find some really specific instance of alleged Illuminati meddling. What do you say? Oh, that sounds great. All right, so we're going to go off and work on that. In the meantime, we hope that you guys have enjoyed a little bit of our show notes episode on the Illuminati video series. You can watch the series itself if you go to testtube.com slash conspiracy stuff or YouTube. Uh, We're still conspiracy stuff there, too. And there is a full playlist on YouTube where you can just click one button and watch the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And you can check us out on Facebook. You can send us a tweet if you don't trust Facebook. And
1: that's the end of this classic episode. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, you can get into contact with us in a number of different ways. One of the best is to give us a call. Our number is one 833 stdwytk If you don't want to do that, you can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are
2: Conspiracy at
1: iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio.
2: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
3: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
2: Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night. Look no further. Introducing
0: Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief.